Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. Being the last Sunday of this year, I just want to say, good job. Well done. You've gone through a tough time but you're still alive. You're here today. You've made it. And this isn't the end. No, (laughs) this is just the beginning. In a lot of ways, what you've gone through has been good because it has caused development and growth within your life. Some of the toughest times that you will go in your life are probably the most greatest to your growth and development as a Christian. Low moments or valley moments, when you're tested, when there's conflict, when there's challenges, that's when your character and what you know to be true is tested. And can we all agree that we've been tested this year? In a lot of ways. We've been tested when it comes to the truth that we know. We've been tested in how our relationships are. People that were close to us, We've been challenged and tested of how we view them and how we see them. Maybe it's family members. Maybe it's a view of society or even government, whatever the case may be. You've been tested and challenged. And you've had to make a decision within your heart to not get offended. But maybe you messed up and got offended and got bitter a little bit. We've seen it happen. See, I ho- we're not oblivious to what's going on. Everyone knows. And I'm, I'm not up here thinking that you don't know what's going on. But in case you don't, God is working in your life today. He's not finished. He's not through. Just because you're going through something bad doesn't mean that God has left you. No, the Bible says he'll never leave you or forsake you. If the Bible is true and anything it says, we know that God is even in those moments where it seems most challenging. But it's up to the man or woman or to you on how you will go through those seasons and those moments in your life. See, we have an opportunity today to look ahead and not look behind us. It says in Philippians chapter 3, Verse 12 through 14, Philippians 3, verse 12 through 14. Not that I have already obtained this, or am I already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind And straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We can either look back or we can look ahead. We can press forward or we can stay stagnant, stay content with where we are. But in order to grow, you're going to have to get uncomfortable. What's funny, what Laney was saying, unreserved. Because that's right along with what I'm ministering. You got to get and break out of the limits within your life. 
Maybe it's been offense for you. Maybe it's been bitterness. Maybe it's been anger and frustration. And that is what's been so much within your mind and the focus of everything. And that has caused you to make decisions and how to think and how to communicate and how to love. Which in all reality, it would be difficult to love through that filter. But today, you can get it right in your heart. You can get it right right now with the Lord. You can ask for forgiveness, and you can forgive others. You know, this is a time where you can call those people that maybe you've wronged, that you spoke against. And maybe you were right, and you had every right to say what you did. But still, you knew it wasn't love. See, you get an opportunity today to come to the Father, to repent, and to turn, to change. We still do that as Christians. Repenting doesn't stop after salvation. (laughs) It's constant transformation, like Romans 12 says, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The problem is a lot of us are not consistently renewing our mind. That word press means to make, to run, or to flee, to put to flight to drive away, to run swiftly, or to run after, to pursue in a hostile manner. The Bible says that I press or I run or I pursue on toward the goal or the mark, and that word means something that you're looking at, something that you're focused at. Where is your focus at today? What are you looking at? I was driving today, and as I was driving, a good driver would look in front of him or in front of her, right? You would look what's in front of you. But at the same time, a good driver knows that you have to look around you because you have to think about other people that are around you. You got to yield to your right. That was something new for me when I moved here. I drove on the other side of the road, the right side. I mean, the wrong side. No, the wrong side. But you have to yield to the right. You look to your left, make sure no one's coming, because some people like to run those lights. Some people like to just go through those roundabouts. If that's you, I'd do it too. Not play. <laughs> no. But you got to be cautious of people around you. So as you are focusing ahead and as you're pressing forward, you don't just say forget everybody else. And I think we do this sometimes as Christians. We think about our own self. But can I tell you that you're part of a body. And each and every single one of you matter. And how I treat you and how I grow and how I develop it, not only is for me, but it's also for you. So as you are growing and as you are pressing forward, Do you know that you're doing it also for people around you within the body of Christ? That it's affecting them? See, sometimes I think we get this wrong. We think, no, this is just one dimensional. It's just about me and my family. No, it's not. You're part of a body. We are working together. There is what we call unity. Unity. You can't be doing your own thing on on your own island and think you're having unity with your brother and sister. You're not. See, 
this gospel that you're living out wasn't just for you and your family alone. No, it was for you to get a hold of and an understanding of and a revelation of so that you could speak it out and show it out to the people around you. That's why it's so important for you to be at the house of God and be involved and to take part and do something. Because we're not just filling chairs. No, we are partnering our life with it. We are planting ourselves. We are being rooted and grounded deep within the house of God. And as we are doing so, we are growing individually, but the church is growing. I believe within this next year, the church is going to grow. Can I get an amen? I believe there's people all around this region that are called and supposed to be here. But it's going to happen because of how you are growing and how you are partnering with the word of God that is being ministered here. Now, if you have another church and you're visiting today, then that's the same for where you are. Because God has planted you in a house. And as you are being planted, we know that when a plant begins to bud out, it's only because of how far the roots are. There's a root system. But the problem is a lot of Christians don't want deep roots. They want to have a lot, of wet, a lot of wit, but they don't want any depth. They want to experience all the good things of God, all the benefits of God, but they're not because there's no depth. And when something good does happen, they can't even receive it or attain it or lay hold to it because they don't have enough knowledge and understanding of how to carry it, to take care of it. This is why you see Christians come and go. This is why you see people get in the faith and out of the faith real easily. This is why you see so many people hearing the gospel but never really truly giving a life for it. See, we're not called to be casual followers, but we are called to be committed disciples. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18, it says, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? It will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I believe that God is doing a new thing within your family, within your personal life, within this region, within the Mornington Peninsula. Because this is a word for our church. This is a word for this region. The Bible says, I will make a way in the wilderness. Maybe this season, this time has felt like a wilderness season. You've had no direction. You've had confusion. And I can see how so. But can I tell you that through all my conversations with people and people asking me how I have been, I know my answers to people probably hasn't been the best because it wasn't necessarily what they wanted to hear. But in this season and time, I've been content. And the only reason is because of him. I don't know how else to say it. Right at the, the beginning of when all this started happening 18 months ago, confusion was co- coming in. Anxiety, fear. I was even contemplating if God even purposed me for where I was at. But I knew where to get to. I knew I needed to get the place with him. And when I made that decision, me and my family said, no, I'm not going to think like this. We're going to push away from what media is saying, push away from the things of this world, and I'm going to find myself in God. I'm going to hide myself in his word. And I'm telling you, when the day I did that, peace, unity, compassion. I wasn't just seeing one dimension. I could see it all different ways. 
Because can I just get to the reality of it? We all see differently. We all have different purposes. And that's fine. And I can still love you and honor you and respect you for where you are. Now, that's hard for a lot of people. Because I see you through the blood of Jesus. I see you through his word. And this is what we got to get to. Seeing people through the blood of Jesus. You can still have a position. That's fine. But it's how you carry yourself in that position. Jesus did it in a way of love. That's what he demonstrated. Now, he definitely told people, go sin no more. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. He didn't say, just continue to live in any way you want to. No. He said, look, you've received your healing. You've received it. Now, go and sin no more. Continue to live for me. Continue to serve me. Grow. But God is doing a new thing. The title of my message is this, prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. The word prepare means this, to make ready for some activity, purpose, to make yourself ready for something that you will be doing, something that you are expecting to happen, to create so that something is ready for use. Are you ready? Are you ready? Some of you might be battling within your body today. Where is your faith today? Is it ready? Do you know what you have? Because remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. You got to get to a place where you have prepared your heart, prepared your mouth, prepare everything about you when it comes to laying hold to your healing and saying, I'm healed. Thank you, Jesus. And that's where you stand. Prepare yourself. When it comes to your relationships, maybe you're having issues within your marriage. Have you prepared your heart, prepared your mind, prayed over it and said, this is what God's word says, so be it. And that's where you stand. Because we live our life not according to the things of this world, not according to how I feel, not according to what's going on, not according to what someone's told me or what they told them. No, I live according to what his word says. And as I hear his word, faith is in being built up in me. And now that's where I stand. It says to stand and having done all to stand. People might think I'm crazy. People not, might understand it. But it's all right because I understand and have knowledge and a revelation of what God's word says to me. And that's how I've received it. And that's where I'm at today. Is that where you are today? Are you going into this year, 2022, expecting for God to move within your family, to move within your own personal life, to move within your business? I mean, look, just because economy and everything's changed doesn't mean your business has to uh, fail and go down. Let's be real. Because we're not serving the kingdom of this world. We are serving in a greater kingdom that is the kingdom of God. And it's not retreating at the sign when it sees something coming against it. No, it stands fast, holds fast, and it advances. We are not, I said this a couple weeks ago, on a cruise ship. Sipping some pina coladas and hanging out and getting a little Jesus and me. This isn't what this is about. We are on a battleship. And we are preparing ourselves for war. You are an army. This is why it's so important to have a relationship with God. It's not just for you. It's for them. It's for your children. It's for your spouse. It's for your family, your cousins, your nephews, everybody. Can I tell you that the greatest thing that my dad did when he got saved, it, he literally got so on fire for God 
And his intimacy with God was so evident and real, it changed all of his brothers and sisters, his nephews, his cousins. They all serve Jesus to this day because it stopped with him. He made a decision. It could be with you too. God can use you for your family, for your friends, for the things around you. See, to prepare means to make yourself ready to do something. What are you doing right now in this moment? Are you complaining? Are you saying it's just going to be like last year? Oh, I can already see what's happening. As soon as Christmas is done, man, we're going in another lockdown. I guarantee you've already thought it. What if it does happen? Who cares? What are you going to do in the moment? What are you going to do, Christian? Because you're part of a different system. You're part of a different world. Complaining ain't going to change it. No. Begin to speak. Begin to stand on God's word. Prepare your heart. Be a witness of the goodness of God because there's going to be a lot of people that don't have that within them. And when they come to you, what are they getting? Are they getting the same rhetoric they're getting from Facebook or are they getting something different? Are they getting the light of, the God, of God's word that comes only from his word? Are they getting compassion and love? Man, this is a word. You're supposed to be a beacon of hope. See, when you prepare yourself, part of that is having a hunger for God, a hunger. You ever been to the point where you're so hungry, you get hangry? Yeah. My wife gets like that. It's funny. I think it's, I do too, she says, but I feel like she's a little worse than me. And I've seen her that way before, and I know it's time to eat. (laughs) But this is the same way we have to be when it comes to God. If you spent longer than a week without God and you're not feeling it, there's something wrong. You should get to the point where if you don't even spend a day with him, you get hangry. You feel the effects of not being in his presence. The Bible says in Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Are you satisfied? Are you full today? It only comes from him. The Bible also says this in John 6, 35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Man, I was reading John 6 a couple of days ago. I don't know if you've ever taken time reading John 6. Man, it's a powerful chapter. Just talking about Jesus and his body and what he's come to do and what he's given to us. You should take some time and read John chapter 6. But in 35, he says, I am the bread of life. We know that Jesus told Satan when he tried to tempt him that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And we know that John chapter 1 says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Well, we know the word is Jesus. So as you partake of Jesus, or how you have intimacy with Jesus as you are eating of his word every day, you will be full. So if your main source of feed comes from Facebook feeds, comes from news media, comes from gossip, 
it's going to be hard to be satisfied in Jesus. You're going to struggle. I'm just going to tell you right now, you will struggle. But if you get to that place with him, if you get hungry and thirsty after the things of God, you shall be full. And so when things come against you, it don't matter, I'm full. I'm ready because I know what I have in Christ. Because I'm not good enough, I'm not strong enough, but in him, I'm somebody different. Bible says in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 27, prepare your work outside, get everything ready for yourself in the field, and after that, build your house. Listen to this. Prepare your work outside, get everything ready for yourself in the field, then after that, build your house. If you're a builder in here, I guarantee you that you just don't go out there, look at the property and say, let's build it. Well, what do we need? No, you figure out materials, get the blueprints of the house, talk with the people that want to build. You ask them how they want the design. There's so, so many processes that go into building a house. I know that Pastor Brian and people that built this church with him, there, it was a long process. If you were here at that time, you would have known it was a long process. And some of you were actually even worked. It took a lot. It took a lot of planning. It took a lot of time. And it took a lot of money. All this. It wasn't just built in one day. Can I tell you that it's the same within our life? You are going to have struggles. You are going to have things come against you, and it's going to feel hard. It's going to feel heavy. It's going to feel difficult, but it's because you're in a process of growth. And in this process of growth, you are going to be tested. You're going to be challenged, but those things are going to cause growth within your life. See, God is building his church and he is using you and me to be a witness of who he is. And as we do that, his church is growing. His church is advancing. And we know that the Bible says the gates of hell cannot prevail against his church. But a church is only as strong or a body is only as strong as its individual members. This is why it's so important for us in this season, in this time going to this next year, to be strong. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse 40, talking about Jesus, it says, And the child grew, and Jesus grew, and he became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. That word G or the word grew means this to increase or to beat forward or be lengthened out by hammering. You don't see anybody coming up for that altar call. To be lengthened out by a hammer. It's like a smith, a, a, a blacksmith hitting a, a steel, lengthening it out with his hammer. That's growth. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> you go through some hard times. You go through some challenges. Your kids are fighting back. Your spouse is it's difficult. Your job is not the same because of everything that's happening. You're not making the same amount of income. Whatever the case may be. But you're still growing. You're being lengthened out. 
And sometimes I feel like it's by a hammer, man. It's even hard just to wake up, get anxiety, you get all the emotions. But can I tell you that even in those moments, as you know who you are in Christ, you're still growing. You're still preparing your heart. You're still allowing God to work and move in your life. If Jesus had to grow, you'll have to grow too. Jesus had a ministry of three and a half years, but what was he doing the other 30? You know, we see all the way up from the age 12, and then we don't hear anything from 12 to 30. Well, it says that he was growing. And if Jesus had to grow, you'll have to grow. If you're not growing, you're dying. You can only grow or go as far as you grow. You can only go as far as you grow. And I believe going into this next year, if you are willing to grow, because I believe this is going to be a year of multiplication. It's going to be a year of growth. It's going to be a year where you personally are going to allow the Word of God to come into this field, to this ground that you are, this soil. And as His seed comes, you're going to receive it, just like you did for salvation. And as you receive it, it's going to produce within your life. And you're going to see growth spiritually, physically, within your family, within your job, Within you, God's going to give you creative ideas. God's going to give you wisdom. The Bible says this in 1 Peter 3.18, but grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grow in grace and knowledge. I don't believe grace grows, but we grow in grace. Grace is already there for you, but we grow in it. Just like knowledge, as you Read the Word of God. You will grow in knowledge. You will grow in understanding. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2, 2, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, grow up. You can do this fine. Say, grow up. Christian, you were meant to grow. You are meant to advance. You are meant to increase, not just stay at the same level of what you were when you got saved. And not just grow in a whole bunch of knowledge and understanding of his word and become apostate or dead. No, but to be alive in Christ, being a person that is moving, that is alive, that is working, and that is advancing and growing in the Lord. And as you are, you'll experience low moments, but you're going to experience high moments. And I believe that just like Jesus was hidden in that in those years, because he was hidden for a while, there are hidden seasons in your life for a reason, because that is where the most growth will happen within your life, and it's meant for you. God is not going to put you in a place of fame just because you feel like you're ready for it. And when I mean by fame, I'm not talking about being a celebrity. No, I'm talking about in a place that where you really want to be. God will put you through hidden seasons. God will put you in places for character development and growth. And it might feel like a long season. I mean, it might feel like years. You might feel like that. It's been 10 years you've been in this place of a hidden season. I know what that feels like. You know, it's like this. 
When it comes to being married, if you're single, you don't want to be married just because you think it's a good idea. You want to make sure you're ready and prepared in your heart because then you make the decision to be married and now you're stuck in it. It's the same way with God. God's not going to put you in a situation you're not ready for because if he did, you wouldn't be ready for it. And then you would have to go back and just <laughs> learn through all the mistakes and failures. If God is saving you. See, today you serve a God that is smart, that gives you wisdom, that gives you knowledge and understanding as you continue to grow in it. And as you do, you're going to see within this year God work in your life. The Bible says this, and I'm going to end with this. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to the human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of this world, and not according to Christ. For in him the fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in whom you were also raised with him through faith and powerful working of God, and the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven all or us all our trespasses. Come on, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. I love this scripture. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to shame or to open shame by triumphing over them in him. You are alive in Christ. Are you happy today? Tell your face. Come on. <laughs> are you full of joy? Do you know who you are in Christ? Because I'm telling you, if you know who you are in Christ, man, that should make you excited. That should make you alive. Because you're no longer dead. You're no longer bound to the things of this world. You don't have to be a slave to fear, a slave to sin, but you can step in what God has given you and what he has called you to be and purposed you to be today. Come on, stay with me today. See, you are children of God. Go ahead and stay with me today. I'm, I'm closing. I'm done. See, you are a man and woman of God. You have a position in Christ. And in this year, finishing out, let's finish it out strong. Let's finish it out with a bang, if we can say it that way. Today, ask God for wisdom. Ask God for knowledge. Ask God for understanding. And as you continue to pursue his heart, being hungry and thirsty for the things of God, you shall be full. I believe that your children are going to serve God. I believe that this year you are going to see multiplication and 
your family's lives. You're going to see multiplication in miracles. You're going to see multiplication within growth within this church. You're going to see multiplication happen in many different aspects. And I believe by faith that whatever you have been, that if you will turn your heart to God, if you will make a decision within your heart today to choose Christ, that you will see God for who He really is. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.